G'day and welcome to Partakers, and to our series, Haha, Heroes and Heretics Abound. Together we will look at the story of the Church from its origins through to the Age of Reasoning in the 18th century. Last time we looked briefly at the beginning of Jesus' Church and its rapid spread across the Roman Empire and beyond. Today in part 4, we look very briefly at the scattering of the church and the church's relationship with the governing force which was the Roman Empire. The church at the time seems to be in a bit of a rut. They still haven't spread far and wide from the centre Jerusalem. They still did not understand comprehensively that the gospel message of Jesus Christ was for all of humanity, ultimately including the Gentiles the non-Jews. So God brings out a plan. Enter Saul the persecutor. God used the persecution upon the church by Saul in order to scatter the church. As they went out eluding persecution, they preached the gospel effectively. In the book of Acts alone, we read that in Samaria, Peter, Philip and John evangelized. To the Gentiles, Peter and Cornelius started to evangelize. From there, the gospel message spreads out to Antioch, Phoenicia and Cyprus, part of the uttermost. And then, within ten years of its birth, the church was thriving in Antioch. Missionaries from Cyprus were the first to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Greeks in Antioch. Then God seemingly pulls another surprise out of the hat. Saul, the main persecutor of the church, has a life-changing encounter with the risen and ascended Jesus Christ. Paul becomes a follower of Jesus, accepting that Jesus was indeed the Christ, the Messiah he had been waiting for, the Christ the Christians were claiming. Wow! Saul changes his name to Paul, and he becomes God's man to reach out to the Gentiles the non-Jews. Wow! Good one, God! Paul was God's chosen instrument to carry the gospel to the Gentiles. It was Christianity and its gospel of grace versus Judaism and the Levitical law. Paul took up the challenge. We read through the book of Acts and his letters that Paul engaged in at least three missionary journeys over a period of about 12 years. In the first one, in 46-48 AD, he goes to Galatia, in southern Turkey, and Cyprus. Then in 49-52 AD, it's Macedonia, Greece, and Corinth. And then in 53-57 AD, back to Ephesus, and also briefly into Greece. For the first 30 years of its birth, the Roman Empire viewed Christianity as a part of Judaism, and it was therefore tolerated by the Romans. During this period, however, Paul was teaching that Christianity was separate as an ongoing religion from Judaism. This was to cause some trouble, particularly with the Roman Empire. Judaism was an accepted and declared a legitimate and legal religion by the Romans. This was most unusual, as the vast majority of religions were banned except for the religion of the Roman state. During this time, Rome had a great fire, and it was burned in 64 AD. The Roman Emperor Nero blamed the Christians because the Christians were intensely disliked. 
It was into this context that Peter writes to encourage the Christians in 1 Peter. Shortly afterwards, in 70 AD, the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed and Judaism was finished as a major religion within the Roman Empire. There followed for the next three centuries an intense persecution of the Christian church by the Romans. Here are a few examples of how certain Roman emperors dealt with Christians. Domitian, in charge from 81 to 96, he liked to be known as our Lord and God an obvious conflict with Christianity, and during his reign it was the Apostle John, Jesus' good friend who was exiled on Patmos. And then we have Trajan from 98 to 117. He corresponded with Pliny the Younger, the governor of Bithynia, and he asked about how to deal with the rapidly spreading Christianity. He was obviously worried. And then we have Decius in 249 to 251. He supported the theory, one empire, one religion. Christianity, all other religions are out. Roman religion is for you. In 250, he passed an edict that everyone had to worship the state gods and they had to receive a certificate to signify that they had done so. Many Christians suffered intensely under the reign of Decius for refusing to do so. However, some Christians did end up worshipping the state gods, and they later repented. The church split over the question of whether these people really should be allowed back into fellowship. And then lastly for now, Diocletian, 284-305. He was a horrid man. In 303, he ordered the destruction of all church property and scriptures. Diocletian also ordered that everybody was commanded to worship the state gods or face execution. This saw the most intense persecution of the church. As we see, the church is still under pressure from outside forces in the Roman Empire. That was to be expected, as Jesus himself taught that this would occur. But there was also extreme pressure from within the church, particularly threatening to the unity it had thus far so enjoyed. What happens? Well, for the answer to that, you will have to wait for the next in our series, Aha! Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers www.partakers.co.uk where every day there is something new to encourage your walk as a Christian in the 21st century. See you later.